Nothing. Nothing but. Nothing but net. Net, net, net. Welcome to Nothing But Net, the podcast for triple net commercial real estate investing. Before we get into the meat of today's show, let's recap on why there's so much interest and buzz around net, net, net properties. Triple net properties are commercial real estate investments where the tenants, usually brand name corporations, pay you rent every month. Can you say mailbox money? In addition, they pay the real estate taxes, insurance, and maintenance for the property. No toilets, termites, or taxes. What's not to like? You can remember what net, 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 or triple net stands for by using TIM, Taxes, Insurance, and Maintenance. With triple net properties, there's lower risk income and cash flow because rents are guaranteed by strong credit tenants. Preservation of wealth because rent increases and property appreciation are bulwarks against inflation and a great store of value. Tax efficiency. The government wants investment in commercial real estate, so they provide inducements through depreciation and deductions which shelter income from taxation. Tax deferral, which gives potential for infinite tax deferral with 1031 exchanges, which are very popular in the triple net space. Triple net properties are a tangible asset, and as Mark Twain once said, buy land, they ain't making any more of it. Hello and welcome back to the Nothing But Net podcast, the podcast for triple net commercial real estate investing. I'm your host, Adam Carswell, joined by our co-host, Michael Flight. Really looking forward to today's conversation. The focus of the conversation are the benefits of investing in a net lease property portfolio, as well as a little bit about the benefits of a security token offering. Michael's got a presentation that we're going to be going through today to hit on a lot of these, a lot of the topics at hand. So Michael, how are you feeling today and any teasers for the conversation? Well, feeling great today, Adam. And uh, I'm really excited about this because the entire reason why we created Liberty Real Estate Fund was for people to get diversification. So you can consider this kind of like a mutual fund of real estate funds because you get industry diversification, you get geographic diversification, and you get tenant and credit diversification. So we really wanted to put something together that was super stable and something that what we would call a core plus fund. With that, uh, why don't we work through it? The uh, fund name is called Liberty Real Estate Fund. It's going to be available to U.S. investors sometime in April of 2021. And then we are launching the uh, international version of it probably sometime in late May or June 2021. Uh, the reason being is it's uh, been a little bit harder to get uh, comply with all the regulations and everything we needed to do for the international part of it. The principals at Liberty Fund have more than uh, 50 years of combined real estate experience. What we are investing in is single tenant net lease properties. We are primarily investing in retail single tenant net lease properties and medical retail single tenant net lease properties. And then the other exciting thing is we are adding extra benefits to it, which is a security token. And a security token rides on the same rails as cryptocurrencies. That's going to be the financial system of the future. What's really cool is it's going to give our investors all kinds of extra options that they would not get in a normal private real estate offering. Tying that to the cryptocurrency piece, I think 
the stigma of cryptocurrency is changing more and more people are becoming open to the concept of what blockchain is and how it works. Could you just clarify again the difference between this and a cryptocurrency? Okay, so this is definitely not a cryptocurrency. It is the same technology that's used for cryptocurrencies, which is the blockchain technology, but this is a regulated security. So it is regulated by the SEC in the United States, and it's regulated by other regulators throughout the world, depending on where the investors come from. So it is not cryptocurrency. This is actually investing in real estate, but it opens up real estate that you can do a ton of different things with it that you normally wouldn't be able to do you know, with this type of thing. It is a um, regulation 506C D offering, and um, it is open to accredited investors. A little bit about us. Liberty was founded by myself and three other partners. We've been in business, Concordia Realty, since 1990. We've gone through four downturns. I personally have been in business and specifically the real estate and net lease business since 1986. So that gives you a little bit of history. We're not just jumping into this. We've been doing this in and out. We've worked with some of the largest institutional investors in the world. Uh, We've done just high degree of difficulty, demalling where we took a giant mall and converted it into a strip center. And we've done all kinds of portfolio investing for triple net properties and also some development of that too. Here's the three principals, myself, uh, Jason Ricks, who's COO, Jordan Steck, who is vice president of acquisitions. Jordan is also an incredible portfolio analyst. Everybody here has had extensive uh, experience working for major international real estate investment companies. So I I like to say it's kind of like a basketball team. It's a stacked lineup. It's a bunch of all-stars, not including myself. I don't put myself in that category, but these other guys, they're they're the all-stars. Just to go over, you, of course, know what a single tenant net lease asset is, uh, Adam. So why don't you tell us about some of the exciting things that you like about net leases? Yeah, I think for, for me, and, and we'll get into this a little bit later, but from a high level, what I really like about this asset class and especially the single tenant net lease properties are um, the ones that our portfolio is focusing on are all of the assets that are pandemic proof. You know, they're essential businesses. So we're investing in high vacancy retail, which is almost something that people forget to talk about. And I know we have some really cool graphics we're going to get into here. Uh, but I think that's, for me, the most compelling thing about the portfolio is it really is recession, recession-proof. recession um, It's much a much better place to park capital than a lot of the traditional places we've seen over the past few decades or even century. Uh, this is the future. And one thing that I did want to touch on is if we have time for it, you can go into a little bit more detail. But I do think the the inception of Liberty Fund and really where the light bulb first went off for you and for us was, was a pretty definitive moment because we're not just doing this just to do it, right? Where there's a big why behind it. So, right. And I, <laughs> I just want to correct one thing that you said. You said recession proof and they're recession resistant, but nothing, no asset class anywhere is recession proof. But 
as uh, Adam was talking about, the these have always had a hus- higher historical uh, historical occupancy. What we really like about single tenant net lease advantages, and, and Adam really hit on some of that, is these properties are at Maine and Maine. They're standalone. They're highly visible. Many of them have drive-throughs, which it's very difficult in a lot of municipalities to get a drive-through approved. Uh, but the really great thing, and we'll get into detail with this, is they have long-term leases. So when the recession hits and the economy goes up, the economy goes down, the economy goes up, these leases are locked in, sometimes for up to 20 years. And these properties are in such great locations. And a lot of people love investing in these because they're relatively maintenance-free and it's not a lot of headache. And they know that the tenants are going to be there for a long time. They do generate significant demand. But what we really like about net leases is that the tenant pays for the real estate taxes. The tenant pays for all the insurance, including liability insurance, interior contents insurance, and property insurance. And the tenant maintains the building and all the property. So you don't need to worry that you have to go out there and shovel snow in the middle of a snowstorm. You don't need to worry if um, you know the, the parking lot needs cleaning or sweeping. The tenant does all that stuff. And the tenant, if it's a triple net lease structure, maintains the um, roof and also maintains the uh, heating, ventilation, and air conditioning. And they also maintain the structure of the building. Why tenants like this is because it builds strong brands and it's like a giant billboard for them so that people can see them day in and day out. They know where they are. And it also just puts it in the back of their mind that it's advertising, oh, there's a Walgreens over there. Even if they're not in the same area, they might say, oh, I, I, I always see that Walgreens. I'll go into that Walgreens. And you can see here, this is the graph that we referenced earlier. Uh, the high occupancy rate that we see within this asset class is just almost uncomparable to any of the other major food groups right now. Why is that? I mean, a lot of what we just mentioned right before, which is the high credit of the tenants, the ability to be open during times where maybe leases aren't getting paid and it's a long-term lease. So I think for me, again, this is this graph right here really validates what I like the most about triple net lease assets. Right. And those occupancies, as you had pointed out, are locked in for for long terms. So there might be a recession or depression happening right now. But, you know, a lot of these tenants are just clicking off and, you know, they're going right through because they're in the middle of a 10 year lease. And then you had mentioned this, and this is why we really like it, too, is the tenant financial strength. This is not like you're getting somebody that just shows up at a uh, mobile home park or just shows up at a self-storage place and you get, you know, whoever on the lease. With these tenants, you're getting billion dollar capitalizations. So, you know, ExxonMobil, it's one of the largest, you know, companies in the world. Cleveland Clinic, it's one of the largest, you know, hospitals in, in the world and it's a world-renowned hospital system. 7-Eleven, I think, is just about on every continent, maybe except for Antarctica. Um, So you're getting large, huge companies, great brand names, and you get a bunch of financial credit behind it. So even if the economy is running into problems, these tenants have liquidity. These tenants have uh, ability to draw down debt. 
and and all kinds of other things. And I just want to point out, uh, like the bottom one, Banfield Pet Hospital, that's owned by Mars Pet Care. So you've got these veterinarian chains that are also own M&M and Mars Candy Company, and they also you know do Purina Dog Chow. So if uh, one thing is not happening, uh, like the candy business, they they still everybody loves their pets, and people are spending more money on pets. And uh, Adam, you mentioned the fact that the we're doing a uh, tokenization. So Liberty Real Estate Fund is a core fund, and what that means is is that. We are not doing value-added properties. We're not doing development. We are not doing, so I'm defining it by what we're not doing. What we are doing is buying cash-flowing assets with longer-term leases. So right out of the box, the money starts. It just clicks off regular monthly income. And then what we have here is a graphic that kind of shows that the tenants pay into the company in dollars and the token distributes the dollars and you can take your money in euros. You can take your money in yen. Uh, you can also take your money in um, stable coins. So uh, as we talked about before, fantastic stable market fundamentals for single tenant net leases. There's a thriving industry of um, these properties being traded back and forth. What we have is a niche strategy that has uh, outperformed and outpaced your typical net lease properties. And uh, if you take a look at this from a uh, fixed income, if you're investing in bonds or if you're investing in utility stocks or something like that, uh, this is a much higher return than you would be getting out of those. And the other key thing is this is a K-1, so it's basically taxed as private real estate. So if you were to invest in a real estate investment trust, all that income that you would get from the real estate investment trust would be taxed at regular earnings. This is, uh, you get a K-1, you get the benefits of uh, depreciation and other things. One thing very compelling as well about investing in this portfolio is, you know, you look at the strength of the credit of the tenants and you've got Goodyear in there, you had CBS, um, all of these companies that if you wanted to invest in their stock, you could and probably get some type of return. But I think the compelling thing here is you can own these properties, still reap the benefits of a company that is a big brand or a big name and really profit yourself more and have a relationship with someone like you, Michael, instead of feeling so far separated from the CEO of, again, of a big Fortune 500. Right. So it is very similar to investing in a bond fund, except the returns are much higher than a bond fund. And as Adam always likes to say, net lease properties are like bonds wrapped in real estate. So you are investing in these companies and you get a diversified portfolio of companies that are guaranteeing the leases. And you also have a tangible asset, which is the real estate. So it combines a bunch of great things. It's really why we like real estate because it is a tangible asset. It's a hedge against inflation. But the other thing is with these particular tenants, you are getting some of the largest corporations in the world guaranteeing that they're gonna pay you the rent. As we talked about geographically targeted, so what we're targeting is the smile states. Basically these are low tax states, low regulation states. And it's where most of the geographic and demographic population increases are taking place. We like to classify 
this phenomenon. I heard it uh, from a, another gentleman that I can't take credit for it, but he said it's the swarm to warm. So ever since the 1950s, after the invention of air conditioning, people have been moving down to the South because it's a much better climate to live in. And again, Texas, Florida, and uh, Tennessee have no state income taxes. Uh, Wyoming and Nevada also have no state income taxes. There's all kinds of stuff going on in Alabama with a number of different car companies. And also Huntsville, Alabama is known as Rocket City because that's where they build all the NASA rockets. South Carolina and North Carolina both have auto plants. Uh, Tennessee has auto plants too. So there's just a, a ton of growth going. And then uh, Georgia has not only a dynamic business in industry sector, but uh, Georgia also has surpassed the Hartsfield Airport, has surpassed O'Hare Airport as the busiest airport in the world. So there's just a lot of great things going on here. It's just incredible the amount of growth that's happening in, in Texas and Florida. People are just streaming out of really crazy places like Illinois, where I'm from, and New York. And I'm not you know, saying anything bad about the people that live in these states, but it has become much more difficult to live in a state like Illinois. And I can tell you that from personal experience, You know, places like these other things where we're investing, high growth, uh, high income growth, uh, because all the jobs are going there. Now, Adam, you were talking about how great the locations are. Uh, you can see the CVS here. This would be like a typical deal that we would invest in. High traffic corner. These locations have intrinsic value. So even if it wasn't a CVS there, if the CVS moved out, because you've got all this stuff happening, this can be repurposed to residential. This can be repurposed to last mile industrial. This corner is always going to be in demand as long as you have the demographic drivers of expanding industry, expanding business, and expanding population. And you get the benefit that these properties are probably literally the best located properties in a market. And I, I want to tie in our experience to this piece too, Michael, because as you mentioned, one, if a redevelopment scenario came to be, that's something that you've done in the past. And then also we have from experience relationships with many other tenants that if for whatever reason, if CVS moved from here, based on our relationships, we can yeah, likely- Yeah, you bring up an excellent point. One of the people asked me, it's like, well, why are you different than a real estate investment trust? Or why are you different from some of these other people that are investing in triple net leases? And I can tell you, we have actually done the experience of buying, selling, and redeveloping. We've bought portfolios of single tenant buildings and redeveloped them, sold them off, and all the rest of it. I'm not going to say we've done everything, but we've done almost everything that you can imagine with repurposing these buildings, retenanting these buildings. So we've been in the business for more than 30 years. We have relationships with all the major retailers. We have relationships with other real estate brokers that um, might bring other ideas to us. So that's where we really, a lot of people just underwrite, and especially some of the institutional owners, they'll only underwrite the credit of the tenant. We underwrite first the location and then the credit of the tenant. And that is the differentiating factor and kind of our secret sauce. 
as we talked about before, we are you know working with uh, diversified industries so that let's say something happens in the dollar store industry and suddenly they're on the outs. We can mention like department stores right now. Sears is going out of business, but right now all of these industries are just doing fantastic. They're increasing. They're not only adding stores, they're adding locations. They're the type of things that people want to either shop at or get their services from. So dollar stores, expanding dollar stores have had one of their best years ever. They were an essential business. They operate as kind of like a mini grocery store or a mini Walmart to, to many places. So it's easier to get in and out of. The same thing with the drugstores. We really like the pharmacies. A lot of people have said, well, aren't you scared that Amazon's getting in the pharmacy? It's like, well, that could be an issue. But um, uh, Wal Walgreens has an international presence. They're also adding healthcare clinics into their things. Both Walgreens, CVS, and, and also Rite Aid all mainly have drive-throughs as well so that you don't have to actually go into the store to get the stuff. And um, CVS also has a little bit of a defense against Amazon because they're, they own an insurance company. So all of Aetna members are funneled through CVS. It's the same thing with Walgreens. Walgreens has a wholesale business. These guys are, are diversified. We really like them. The great, uh, the, the two great things we were, actually the three really cool things we like are Medtail, which is dental, medical, and veterinarian services. Medical with the demographics of people getting older, it's just exploding right now. And People need medical and they need to have it in person. And uh, it, that's been proven out after this pandemic. They tried to do Zoom checkups and things like that. It just hasn't worked. People actually just stopped doing a lot of the medical things that they needed to do until things opened. Uh, we really like automotive service. Again, you can't fix a car over the internet. So, I mean, maybe you can, I, I just haven't seen it. So we really like automotive service. We think that even if all the cars go to electric, you're still gonna need tires, you're still gonna need checkups. And I've also had people say, well, what if everything goes to Uber? Uh, again, you're still gonna need to maintain the car. So whether it's an Uber driver maintaining the car or it's you personally maintaining the car. So we think that that industry has some legs on it. And then we really like gas station and convenience stores because these operate, again, as mini grocery stores that people can get in and out of. Really, this is a demographic, with, especially with convenience stores. I know you, Adam, as a young guy, probably do most of your major shopping at a convenience store, <laughs> uh, or at least when, when you were a little younger. But uh, convenience stores and fast food males really utilize these a lot. And also, people need to, to fill up on their gas station. So we like the uh, combination of those. Again, just to go over, we believe it's a unique investment strategy. We haven't seen anybody else out there concentrating on these type of things. We believe that it's not only safe, but they're also liquid in terms of the overall single tenant net lease market. There's a lot of velocity, a lot of properties change hands, and there's some pretty good pricing transparency in the market because so many of these change hands. And you can kind of compare them apples to apples versus if you were looking at, let's say, the, the mobile home park again, or the apartment property or an office building, 
each one of those, they're, they're kind of similar, but they also have some unique things. These are pretty much commodities. We like the income growth with built-in rent escalations. Uh, we really like the fact that it preserves people's equity and capital. We talked about some of the tax advantages. So with our strategy, you get the full benefits of depreciation. We believe that this has fantastic risk-adjusted returns because you can invest in a property that they come back to you and say, well, we're going to do value add. And so as long as we do this, this, and this, then you're going to get this increase. This, again, the rents are right out of the box. As soon as you buy the property, the rents start and it's programmatic. They go every time there's a rent adjustment where it goes uh, higher, that automatically the tenant pays that. The tenant, actually what we like about this is many of them don't even send checks anymore. They just send it directly into your bank account. So we talked about this. There is less up and down with this type of thing. Actually, there's almost no up and down with this versus the stock market. Again, screaming as soon as they add you know, a few trillion dollars to the budget and then dropping as soon as things, you know, the president makes a bad tweet, uh, then all of a sudden you see your, your entire savings. And that's really tough to do, especially if you're retired and you're depending on income. This has much better returns over bonds in terms of income. And uh, the tenants like this setup because they don't have to tie up their capital in a building. They The rent is treated as an expense for income tax purposes. And uh, they can just uh, say, go out and find uh, X amount of locations and they can just expand rapidly or else they can decide to expand judiciously. It, they have much better control over their real estate this way. As we talked about, we've got a long track record. Uh, we've got a track record in this particular niche. We believe that there's value creation. We believe also that there's multiple extra strategies, whether we sell the entire portfolio to an institutional buyer or we sell the properties off one at a time. We believe that there's uh, ways to um, get out of all these properties and uh, we believe that there's value creation. All right, so we talked about a little bit, Adam, and this is where I know you're gonna have a question. So why don't you ask your question and then we can talk about it. Yeah, my question is, I've, you know, I've seen you speak about security tokens quite a bit now. And one part that I think really stands out is when you talk about the inspiration that you got from the book Zero to One by Peter Thiel and how that was kind of a light bulb moment for you in regards to seeing just how beneficial structuring it through a security token is going to be not only for our investors and what we're doing, but really for the entire industry. Yeah. So you brought up an, an excellent point and you were kind of there at the creation. We kind of went on our journey together. We've got a lot of the same friends that are into cryptography and into blockchain technology. So, but the, the thing was when the light bulb finally went off, I said, this could change how people invest in real estate, and this could change things as to how people uh, offer real estate investments. So as we've talked about before, Adam, there's about $280 trillion of real estate that's currently locked up. It's illiquid. It's hard to get to. With security tokens, if you put that onto the blockchain, all that real estate is going to be opened up to a worldwide market. 
So it's really cool. And then the other really cool thing is, is that if you are trading in a real estate investment trust, they don't trade on the weekends. They close during certain times. So, you know, for example, in New York, they are open at 7 a.m. They close at 3 p.m. These things, after you invest in the fund, there's a, for the SEC, there's a one-year lockup period. And then after that one-year lockup period, you can sell or trade or even divide your token up and do estate planning. So compared to a traditional fund that we were doing when we were doing syndications, you would be locked into whatever we were doing. So if we said we're going to go for three years, create some value, and then sell some stuff, we didn't necessarily have to go for three years. So you could have your money locked up and then say, I need my money. I was investing in this. I thought I was going to get my money back. And I like to tell the story that my father invested in a hotel project, I want to say in 1985, and my mother has never been able to get out of that, and it's never made any money, um, and they're just sitting around feeing that thing to death. So with this, you would have the opportunity to list your token on an exchange. But like I said, the other great thing is, is that you can do estate planning. It gives you all kinds of beneficial options. The other really cool thing that you get with this is that you can invest in dollars and then actually take your money out and receive your distributions and everything, your monthly income in a stable coin. And then you could use that stable coin. You're now on the rails. You're out of the traditional financial system and into an international financial system that you can do myriad things. The one really cool thing is we just um, are putting together an agreement with a company called BlockFi. So you could potentially invest $100,000 into this fund, and then you could take your $100,000 of tokens and invest them in BlockFi. So you not only be earning interest on the fund, and you'd be earning your distributions from the fund, but you could also be earning interest on top of that in BlockFi. Uh, the other thing is, is that if you needed liquidity and you didn't want to sell your tokens and for whatever reason, because you know your tax situation or um, you just thought that the tokens were going to be more valuable in the future, but you did need some money to like, let's say, pay for the daughter's wedding and you knew you were going to have some other money coming, you could deposit them with BlockFi and then borrow against them and never have to sell your tokens. And you can't do that. You can do that with a real estate investment trust. But again, you're taking regular income with a real estate investment trust and the, uh, the pricing sometimes fluctuates wildly with what's going on in the market. You definitely, I don't know, there could be some products out there for your traditional syndication, but I've, I've never heard of that happening. So that's why we really think this is an interesting thing. Absolutely. And if this is your first time hearing about BlockFi, it's a really uh, interesting concept. I highly recommend everyone to just do some more research. I just personally moved uh, some of my Bitcoin into BlockFi so that way I could earn interest on it. And I don't know anywhere else you can do that right now. So it's cool to, to know that we are working with them. And then as far as you said, you know, international marketplace. Yeah. So if you listed your tokens on, a, on an exchange, somebody from other parts of the world could you know, see those and say, I want to invest in US real estate. 
So it's a really cool concept. We like it because, like I say, I, I always talk about this, and, and Adam also likes to talk about this because I know he's got a heart for this. Over the past 30 years, billions of people have come out of abject poverty into the middle class, and this is going to be a way for those people in the newly minted middle class to now get involved with real estate investments that traditionally, as I said, were locked up. You had to find somebody, you had to know somebody at the country club who said, oh, you should talk to so-and-so. So this is going to be able to expose that. The other thing is, if you need to somehow uh, trade or sell your tokens, it opens up a much wider array of people that would have you know, an interest in buying that. So we believe that that's going to create liquidity. But um, you're going to get, uh, it's easy to invest. It's an onboarding process. They're regulated securities. So again, this is a US regulated offering. We are doing all the correct things. It's also, we've worked with our accountants to maximize the tax benefits of the offering. On the blockchain, you get transparency. So you see a lot more about what's going on. You can invest in smaller units. So in this particular offering, it's a $50,000 minimum investment, but those $50,000 are broken up into $10,000 units each. So those, were the, those are what the tokens are. And as I said before, even if you did have a real estate investment trust, a lot of times it takes up to three days to seven days for a trade to clear. And as if we learned about the whole GameStop incident, they could actually just shut down trading altogether on you. So with these, as long as somebody puts up the money, there's not human interaction involved. I put up the tokens, they put up the money, and if everything works out with the smart contract, the trade goes through. So we like to talk about, and one of the, the people that uh, we're going to have on our Chicago Blockchain Real Estate Collective wrote an excellent article that GameStop would not have happened if everything was done on the blockchain because there would have been buyers and sellers matched and it wouldn't have stopped. And as we talked about before, really cool enhanced funding options. So you could do all sorts of things. BlockFi is just one of them. And we chose to partner with BlockFi because they're one of the biggest, they're one of the most stable, and they've got really a lot of, uh, in terms of track record behind them. It's a typical onboarding. Everything's online. The tokens are issued, what we call minted. You can come with your own digital wallet, which I just want to explain that we will be having an in-depth, probably hour-long talk about how security tokens operate. So right now, if you're interested in, in getting more information, you can just contact us at hello at libertyfund.io. That's hello at libertyfund.io. And we can explain if you've got some you know, questions about it. And I just want you to know that it's just not us that are involved with this project. We put together an all-star advisory board. So Alex DiMaturco, some of the people that are regular listeners to the podcast know him that uh, Alex has, you know, developed, uh, what did he uh, develop properties in like 45 states, including Alaska, yeah, he, uh, Puerto Rico. And he also, um, BTS is his claim to fame. Yes, yes. So he was also the president of a... Um, a real estate investment trust. The we've got uh, people that I've been partners with, John Mannix, for you know more than twenty years. We were partners together 
with many different um, institutional real estate investors. Through Adam, I met our blockchain real estate expert, which is Steve Kovash. Steve is based in Romania, and we've gotten a lot of talent out of Romania because those guys really, it's an under-resourced pool of technical knowledge. Uh, Eric Shelley, who not only is a top dentist, but he's also been the head of one of the leading dental organizations. He is also a large real estate owner and understands real estate. And then finally, Mark Simpson was the uh, director of real estate with uh, Dollar General. And he's also been director of real estate for um, a bunch of different retailers and service providers. So We've got really deep experience. We've got our accountants and our attorneys. Our accountants and uh, our attorney, we've worked with them since 1996. And then Tyler Hartraff from uh, Bull Blockchain is one of the premier digital asset attorneys actually in the world right now. We did have Tyler speak at one of our blockchain meetups. Just realized we probably should just do a quick mention for that as well. Once per month, we host a real estate blockchain meetup online. And if you'd like to get connected to that community and, and learn more about what we're talking about there, you can send an email as well to hello at libertyfund.io. Just put meetup or blockchain meetup in the subject right. line. The Chicago Blockchain Real Estate Collective is yep. the full name of it if you're looking for it. We've also had Black Manta, who's our European distribution partner. They're going to be working on the security token part of it in the European Union. They're fully regulated in Germany, Austria, and the EU. We are also, our, our security issuance platform is Securitize. They're the leading issuance platform in the world right now. They've got technology that uh, a lot of other people don't have. We also have one of the premier fund administrators. So what we've tried to do is pull together, as I said before, an all-star team uh, not only inside the company and the people that we've got working for the company. And on the one of the next um, podcasts that we're going to be doing for Nothing But Net, you're going to meet some of the young people that are are working with us and uh, just the amount of talent. It's, it's just incredible. This is how you can get a hold of us and uh, just contact us at hello at libertyfund.io. And that's the Liberty Real Estate Fund. So if you are interested in investing in single tenant net lease properties, but don't feel confident that you want to just jump into it on your own and you want to learn a little bit about how things operate, this would be a great opportunity for you to learn a lot more and also make some quality money for it. Also, if you're looking for a diversified fund, this is you know fantastic opportunity for you as well. So with that, Adam, I really thank you as the voice of Liberty for helping us out here today. Do you have any send off for us? Yeah, yeah, I got a couple more things I uh, just want to highlight here. And the first one is, you know, the fund will be ready by, I think you said mid-April or sometime in April. People are able to make soft commitments right now, though, correct? That's correct, correct. And what's so, the best way to go about doing that? You can go to hello at libertyfund.io or you could go directly to libertyfund.io and there's an invest now button. We are taking reservations and because of SEC regulations, we are limited to 2000 US investors. So there is some scarcity to these tokens. Once we hit that 2000 investor mark, we cannot sell anymore and we cannot uh, raise any more money and we can accept no more investments. 
So there is a limited amount of tokens, but we believe that um, this is the future. This is going to be, not only do we love the fact that we're trying to preserve wealth and generate wealth for people, but we're also trying to provide a ton of extra options for people. Yeah. And so we'll go a little bit deeper soon on the benefits of security tokens. Do you want to give any more teasers? I think we're good, Adam. So thank you very much. Yep. Thank you, Michael. And thank you everyone for tuning in to the Nothing But Net podcast, the podcast for triple net commercial real estate investing. I'm your host, Adam Carswell, joined by our co-host, Michael Flight. And today we covered the benefits of investing in a net lease portfolio, as well as some of the benefits of security token offerings. So thank you for investing your most valuable resource with us here, your time. And we will catch you in the next episode. Thank you once again for joining us here on Nothing But Net, the podcast for triple net commercial real estate investing. If you enjoyed what you heard today, one last friendly reminder to like, share, subscribe, or leave a review for us. It really helps a ton with the show's visibility. For the Nothing But Net team, I'm Adam Carswell. Take care. Nothing But Net. The Nothing But Net podcast is not intended to provide legal, tax counsel, or accounting advice. Adam Carswell, Michael Flight, Concordia Realty Corporation, Liberty Real Estate Fund, LLC, and their affiliates do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice or the worthiness and promotion of any particular investment. This material has been prepared for informational purposes only and is not intended to provide and should not be relied on for tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own tax, legal, and accounting advisors before engaging in any transaction or undertaking. We highly encourage individuals and investors to seek the counsel of a qualified attorney as well as seek the counsel of a tax professional or certified public accountant to determine if there are any potential tax liabilities or consequences as a result of anything contained herein. All listeners of this podcast or video should understand that there are no guarantees of any success, outcome, or profitability of any transaction or undertaking expressed or implied and will not be liable for any financial or other losses or damages incurred as a result of any undertaking. Go to nothingbutnet.us for a complete set of disclosures. Thank you.